0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American Pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.
1: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Wednesday February the 23rd. Hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. First up, a man's appearing court today charged with murder and arson after a woman died in a house fire in Folkestone. Emergency crews were called to a blaze on Shauncliff Road last Thursday. 24-year-old Liam Petz, who lives on the same street, is due at Crown Court on Friday. Six years after their son was murdered in Cyprus, the parents of a Kent man have been meeting government officials today as their long battle for justice continues. 22-year-old George Lowe, who was born in Gravesend and lived in Dartford, was stabbed in Iyanapa in 2016. He'd been on holiday there with his friend Ben, who was injured after the pair got involved in an altercation on the last day of their visit. An inquest in 2019 was told Mr Lowe was stabbed in the neck and lung. Well, two men were arrested in connection with the case, but were allowed to leave northern Cyprus without being charged. It's thought they're now in Turkey. George's parents, Martin and Helen, spoke ahead of today's meeting and shared their thoughts on whoever killed their son.
2: Cowards, weren't they? Yeah. And to think that one of them at the time was the same age as George and the other one was 42, 20 years older. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I can't no. understand it gum of the earth you go through all the different emotions but I think the one that lasts the longest is the anger because you know we're never going to see George none of his siblings are; they've lost out he's lost out and we've lost out but they're, they're still living their life how they want to live their life
3: Yeah,
2: you know they can see their family they can celebrate special occasions with their family and George has lost out on that and we've lost out on George. It's very hard. I don't know about our chances but all I can say is we'll never stop trying.
3: No, no we won't. We
2: won't ever. When we went to see George in the mortuary we promised him we'd do all we could. Yeah. And we won't go back on that. We just want what should be done. We want them to be brought to justice.
3: Yeah. I would Mm -hmm. like Turkey to hand them over. And for them to face trial in Southern Cyprus, and they they'll be found guilty to, to serve prison time, hopefully life prison, so they don't walk the streets again. You know, we we've got life, you know, without our son, and they should serve life in prison. It's it's all very frustrating. It's and. Um, Having to cope with that, it's draining, very draining.
2: They just but should do the right thing and, and hand, hand them over Yeah. so that they can face, you know, trial. We really want to know what they're doing to help us, what the police are doing, if they're still working on the case Yeah. over in Ironhapa.
3: And what the response is from Turkey. Yeah, what... You know, why aren't you handing them over...
2: We're just hopeful. Yeah, We can't do anything but pray and hope. And yeah.
3: um, We won't give up until we do get justice. We just keep going. It might take 10, 20 years, but we will carry on until we get justice. We pray that we, we will get justice, but we won't rest until we do. It's very important because I don't feel as though we've, we've grieved. And until we get justice, that part is, is finished with and we can start to grieve for the loss of our son. But till then, we can't rest. It's
2: hard to live a normal life. Yeah. You try and be normal for the family, and, and we are, but it's, you've always got that black cloud over us. And, you know, it just... For George... He had so much to give. So much more life to live.
3: Yeah.
2: Kent Online News.
0: Some news from court now and a man's been given a five-year restraining order after being found guilty of stalking Kent tennis player Emma Raducanu. The 35-year-old walked 23 miles to the teenager's home in Orpington last year, then stole her dad's shoe as a souvenir. He's also been sentenced to an 18-month community order, including 200 hours of unpaid work. A former Canterbury police officer who assaulted his ex's friend has been told to do 100 hours of unpaid work. Video emerged of Robbie Egan targeting the man in in a car in June last year following the split. The 30-year-old from Fernley Avenue in Herne Bay admitted the offence at an earlier hearing and has also resigned from the force. More details have been announced today about an inquiry into the crimes of David Fuller, the man who murdered two women in Tunbridge Wells and carried out abuse in hospitals. He was jailed, you may remember, last year for killing Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce in 1987, as well as dozens of other offences in mortuaries. With the inquiry will look at employment checks and supervision that was carried out as well as access to restricted areas in the hospital where he worked as an electrician. Former Sports Minister and Chatham and Ellsford MP Tracy Crouch has called for Russia not to host the final of this year's Champions League. She's asking UEFA to urgently reconsider switching it to another venue amid what's been described by the Prime Minister today as increasingly threatening behaviour by Russia towards Ukraine. The final is due to take place in St. Petersburg Stadium in May. Meantime, the UK is sending more weapons to Ukraine after President Putin ordered troops into breakaway regions in the east of the country. Mike Tapp is a former British military intelligence officer from Kent. He says a lot of people are getting nervous about a full-scale war.
3: All of those nations bordering Russia are now worried. This is all created by Vladimir Putin, who has put 190,000 troops on that border because he's never got over the fall of the Soviet Union and sees Ukraine as a part of Russia. And we have to stand strong and united. Putting 190,000 troops on the border of a country, waiting and then going over, is quite simply an invasion. Um, they're uninvited and it's it's a completely illegal
0: move. Mike was speaking on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. Tonight's episode is going to be looking at the scrapping of COVID restrictions from tomorrow. You can watch when it's live from six o'clock and use the comments to pose your questions to the experts. The Kent Online Podcast with in Maidstone. Police are hunting two men who set fire to four cars in Chatham. The vehicles were damaged in the arson attack in the early hours of yesterday while parked inside the secure compound of a business on New Road. Officers believe the men got in through the children's play area next door. A man who led police on a chase after breaking into a house and stealing a car in Gravesend has been jailed for more than two years. Tommy Lloyd used a screwdriver to get into the property on Denholm Road last August, then took the keys and reversed the Audi into a wall while trying to get away. The 21-year-old from Bennett's Castle Lane in Dagenham drove the stolen car to Ilford where he was eventually arrested. An inmate has died after an incident at a Kemp prison. 41-year-old Stuart Essen passed away in hospital after emergency crews were called to Rochester jail earlier this month. An officer was also injured on the same day although the prison service say it was unrelated. A Faversham woman has been left concussed after a can of drink was thrown at her head from a passing car. Aria Miller has suffered crippling headaches and memory issues since it happened and had to go to hospital for a brain scan. When well, the CT scan came back clear but the 22 year old was kept in hospital overnight police say they're continuing to investigate. Now the Kent Online podcast has been told we still have a long way to go before reaching equality for those in the LGBTQ plus community. It comes as we near the end of the UK's Pride History Month. We've been speaking to Chris Garner who's also known as Maidstone Drag Queen Mad Mumu, and he says work still needs to be done.
4: There are still issues in the sense of I suppose it's people's behaviour towards gay people. In terms of change, where I live in Maidstone, um, there's not a single safe space, a uh, place that LGBTQI people could actually go and, you know, call himself safe. I used to be able to be dropped off at County Hall and then I'd walk down Week Street to work. Um, I now don't feel safe doing that because of comments or uh, behaviours of people towards me, just dressed in drag, going to do my job. I've experienced a homophobic attack where, um, you know, during one of our karaoke nights, um, it's a very queer environment. You know, people come in and they kind of don't, deal with the people that are in there you know this this woman ended up being quite aggressive and obviously threw her drink in my face i think as a gay person is is it ever safe just being a gay person um i mean a couple of months ago my partner was just walking down the street and um these kids did say some homophobic slurs and then kicked him in the back
0: and you can read our special report on this story at kent online
1: kent online reports
0: A fundraising campaign's underway to help save a group of starving puppies and their mum after they were rescued from a home in Canterbury. The American bulldog, who's been named Daisy May, was found with 10 tiny puppies, although one has sadly died. They're being looked after by the Guardian Angels' dog rescue in Herm Bay, but need a lot of medical attention before they can be rehomed. You can see pictures of them on the website today. One of our most read stories is about claims Airbnb properties are strangling trade at traditional guest houses in Herm Bay. Bay. More and more people are said to be using the online platform when they visit the seaside town. One business owner says the situation's so bad it's become unviable and he's been forced to close his B&B and turn it into flats. Well, you can read the full interview with Nick Coffin and let us know what you think by heading to the story on Kent Online. Messages of support have been pouring in for a Kent campaigner who's been diagnosed with cancer. Paula Hudgel from Kings Hill is the adoptive mum of seven-year-old Tony who had to have both legs amputated after being abused by his birth parents. She's helped him raise thousands of pounds for charity and introduced tougher prison sentences for child cruelty. She says she'll fight the illness head on, just like Tony always has. A primary school could take on hundreds more pupils if a proposed £10 pounds expansion plan is agreed. An extra 240 places would be created at Rocheville Church of England Academy in Northfleet, which would be moved to a new location on London Road. Kent County Council say it'll help with the lack of primary school places currently available in the area. Meantime, an inquiry is going to be held after hundreds of special needs children in Kent weren't provided with school transport. The council's made changes to travel arrangements, but some weren't finalized in time for the start of the new term bosses have apologised and say there'll be a thorough review into what went wrong and how lessons can be learned. Now the boss of a theatre company that's running workshops in Kent is hoping British Sign Language will soon be used more widely. A new law will reach the committee stage in Parliament today and it's hoped it'll encourage more support in public services for the deaf community. Stephen Viversweb is the Artistic Director at DLive and spoke to us by his interpreter Cathy. We're campaigning that, yes, there should be a BSL bill and a BSL act so that we, the deaf community, can have access to services in our native language. What's vital is that you give parents access for both languages. You talk about the benefits of speech, yes, but the benefits of sign language too. And I do hope that, you know, seeing Rose on Strictly, seeing her using sign language every week, I hope that that absolutely will inspire deaf children and teenagers themselves to think, well, I can do that too. Deaf actors performing on TV at the moment in other roles, in um, uh, high profile theater venues as well. You know, when I was younger, you didn't see that. The opportunities were very rare. And I think now there are a lot more opportunities for deaf performers. There's absolutely a big difference. So, yes, we do hope that the BSL bill will become an act very soon. Recent figures from the British Deaf Association suggest that on any day, up to a quarter of a million people use some British sign language. A popular escape room experience will return when it moves to a Medway pub and zoo. Bosses of Escape Plan Live were forced to leave their location in Chatham, but are now planning to create what they call their most ambitious game yet, the Fen- Bell Inn and Zoo in Who. The new attraction will be built inside a double-decker bus with the hopes of opening in May. And head to Kent Online today to see Margate's Dreamland as it's transformed ahead of being used in a film directed by Sam Mendes. The amusement park's iconic signs have been removed and will be replaced with the words Empire Cinema. Olivia Colman and Colin Firth will star in Empire of Light with filming due to start next month.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football and Gillingham remain five points from safety in League One. Following a goalless draw against AFC Wimbledon at Priestfield last night It means they've now gone three games without a win And only managed to pick up two points from those matches as they battle relegation Well boss Neil Harris spoke to us after the final whistle
1: Not quite sure how it finished 0-0 It's the best we've played It's the best we've played with the football since I've been here Um, It was edgy, scrappy at times I um, thought the real moments of quality come from us. Some of our build-up play was was good to get in good areas. Um, and what we showed tonight is when we get the quality right in the final third, we can be creative. Um, um, obviously, it's missing at times, you know, because we've got personnel missing. But uh, tonight, we, we made enough chances to win two or three games of football there. Um, I thought we played on the front foot. We had a reaction, certainly from Saturday, which I asked all the players and, and promised the fans. Um, we just couldn't get the ball in the net, could we? And, you know, I think that's been been a story of the season, not just in, in the last few games. Um, but I just said for players there that it's a, a performance to build off. For us it's seven points in four games at Priestfield and um, you know, we, have to, we have to follow that performance up with a real good performance at Lincoln Sadie. I thought some of the individual performances were outstanding. Uh, collectively as a team, like I said, it's, it's the most sustained pressure we've had. We could build attack after attack um, and, and get into good areas. I thought Ryan Jackson's energy was, was excellent tonight and his pace really, really helped the team as well. The scramble ball at the end probably sums it up, doesn't it? Um, you know, we probably could have scored three goals in the last 15 seconds. Um, but it, it wasn't to be, and sometimes you have to say you know, a fair play to them for throwing their bodies on time. But you know, I can't bemoan my players again attitude, um, um, some quality we added tonight to our our performance which had been missing in the past. Um, We were a better team by the way. Tonight with the clean sheet mentality, yes I know they hit the bar of the overhead kick and and, and the only chance they really got was when we gave the ball away again, but we know that's what we're going to be. We've got a lot of work to do with the football over a period of time now and and, and we will get better. We saw tonight an improvement with the ball again. we, we, we give a little way having them a counter attack as what we probably expect from the wayside um we're not conceding a lot of goals. Two goals at the weekend come from a counter-attack and the other chance of the save that um, Aaron had to make at the weekend come from a counter-attack. So we're not giving chances away um, but we've just got to find that killer instinct which, which is the hardest part of football and the reason why we've scored so few goals this season.
0: And the Jills will head to Lincoln City on Saturday. Well that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram plus you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ballin Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.